Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Love and Relationships podcast. What a crazy week it has been, huh? I mean, if you're anything like our family here in Pennsylvania, we are quarantined with the rest of America. Stores, movie theaters, libraries, I mean, everything is on shutdown right now. And so um, we're not really leaving the house except to go to the backyard. And um, that's about it. So it has been so interesting. And I've heard from so many of you who are just feeling it right now. Maybe feeling isolated, maybe struggling and feeling alone. Um, so I was just thinking of ways that I could bless you during this time of quarantine. And God just put on my heart to start releasing these short little episodes during quarantine week to encourage you and to speak into your life during this time. So my plan over the next few days is to release little tiny episodes with just some advice, some encouragement, some hope. And many times it will be related to quarantine issues or corona issues, things to encourage you and bless you as you're trying to pass the time. Last week on the blog, I released an article called 10 Corona Quarantine Self-Care Tips for emotional and mental health. And why I think that's important right now is because we're spending so much time focusing on physical health and staying healthy during this pandemic. And I think that's so important. But I also think that there's going to be a lot of emotional and mental health casualties if we're not careful, if we're not also being balanced in our approach and making sure that we're taking care of our emotional and our mental health. So as a counselor, you guys know how important this is to me. So if if you haven't read that article yet, and even if you have read it, I wanted to take some time to talk through it a little bit to cover some of the points as we get into some of these topics that we're going to be covering this week. Um, you know, like I said, everybody is on quarantine right now. People have been sitting around for days just waiting. We, we don't really know what the next the next steps are going to look like. We don't really have a clear picture of what's going to happen next. And I know for a lot of people, this whole thing can come with a lot of different feelings, you know, a lot of exaggerated feelings. Some people are really struggling with anxiety and they're starting to feel stressed or worried, um, maybe even hysteria, you know, panic. 
because there's a lot of worries and a lot of unknowns all around us. This is uncertain times that we're dealing with, you know? Some of you are feeling relief because you've been pulled away from your crazy schedules and you get to be home and focus. Some of you are feeling isolated and lonely. I mean, there's a lot of different feelings. And I think it's important that we really take the time to understand how we're feeling and what's going on. Like, what is the state of our emotional and mental health right now? On Instagram the other day, I said, there's an emotional component to this difficult time in history. And just as much as we have to be prepared physically, we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves emotionally and mentally. You know, I talk a lot about the body-mind connection. When we're stressed, it can actually impact our body because first and foremost, the stress hormones impact us in that they decrease our immunity. Our physical immunity gets decreased when we're stressed. You're more likely to get sick when you have been facing extreme stress. So part of taking care of ourselves physically means that we also need to focus on our mental and emotional health. And that's something that I think people kind of miss. What are some things we can do to take care of our emotional and mental health right now? I'm going to just go down this list, you know, 10 things. We're just going to talk through them on the podcast today. I hope something pops out to you, encourages you, helps you come up with a plan of ways to take care of yourself and check in over the next week. Um, and possibly longer. So first and foremost, start your day with truth. That's number one. Start your day with truth. And I have found for so many people, as well as for myself, the level of worry that we're facing usually is directly correlated with how much time we're spending in the Word, in God's Word, versus how much time we're spending watching the news. You know, I want my faith to displace my fears. I want God's truth to have victory over the template of these experiences that I'm going through. I want the supernatural to replace the natural. And the only way that can happen in my life is when I am filling my mind with God's truth. My family and I, John and I, have been really deliberate about starting the mornings off with the kids in God's word and prayer. Recently, we studied a chapter in Matthew about not worrying, and then all of a sudden, this week, God kind of put on my heart to start focusing on Revelation, and especially the first few chapters where God is teaching um, the, the churches, the seven churches, and John is writing letters to the seven churches of Re- in Revelation. And so, man, the, the, there's so much power and truth in the things that were being communicated to those churches as they were going through hard times and things that we can apply to our life today. So that has been such a blessing. And I just challenge you. I mean, God's spirit is thick right now. We have space in our life right now to meditate on scripture, to meditate on God's word, to be in tune to the Holy Spirit, but only if we make time for it, only if we are carving out time in our life to listen to what he's telling us. Like, I I keep saying this isn't time to be wasted. We're not just waiting around for the next announcement of what's happening next. This is time that we need to use and prepare and grow. Um, This is the time that God is preparing us for whatever is to come. And so a huge part of that is, is to get into God's word and open your heart 
to hearing what he's got to say to you. How are you doing that on a regular basis? Keep track of it. You know, get your journal out and keep track of what the Holy Spirit is downloading into your life right now. You know, one lesson a day, one thing a day that the Holy Spirit is teaching you, write about it so that you can look back one day and remember all that God did in you and through you during this time. Number two, keep track of your emotions and then express them to others. Okay, this is a two-part point. Studies have shown that there is a huge emotional and physical difference between people who keep their emotions in versus people who talk through their emotions. They did a study recently where they took two groups of people and the one group, they really got angry. They kind of worked them up. And, and the other group, they worked them up. So they got these people angry and then they split them up into two groups, two angry groups. Then they measured their biometrics, their heart rate, their blood pressure, all these different things um, that they measured, their, how much they were sweating. All of these physiological components were measured. And the only difference between the two groups is that one group had the opportunity to talk it out. There were people in there with them who were asking them questions about how they felt, what made them angry, what was going on, how they were feeling. Interestingly enough, I find this fascinating, but it goes, it's so, it's so in line with what we know about psychology and science, but the people who were talking through their emotions saw a drastic difference in their biometric results. Their blood pressure went down, their heart rate went down, their sweating went down. Like they started calming down. Their parasympathetic system kicked in and started calming them down. Whereas the other group that was isolated with just what they were feeling did not have any improvements in their biometrics. Think about that. There is power in talking through our emotions, just talking about our emotions, not even finding a solution, just talking about our emotions can impact the way our body processes emotions. There's something to be said of that. But in order to be able to talk through your emotions, you have got to recognize your emotions, which is something that a lot of people don't even take the time to go underneath the surface and figure out what's actually going on. Are you aware of what you are feeling during this time? Have you been thinking about it? Have you been processing how you feel and what's going on deep down? One way to start doing that is to journal. Get that journal back out. You know, the one I just mentioned for you to start as you're reading God's word and processing, get that journal back out and start writing about your thoughts and feelings and what is really happening. What are you feeling about all this and why? What is causing those feelings? What can they be traced to? Are they exaggerated feelings or do you feel like the things you are feeling are in line with what's happening? Is your anxiety getting heightened? What is it that you're feeling? Write about it. Talk about it. Put it down on paper. And then take the next step and share those feelings with somebody. Invite somebody into your journey. Share how you're feeling with a loved one or a friend. You know, hop on a call and, and process with somebody. Maybe, maybe once a day or a couple times a week, hop on the phone and just talk through these feelings or even give somebody else an opportunity to talk through how they're feeling. Check in with them and see how they are feeling. 
have a chance to process and speak aloud what you are experiencing right now. And and worst case scenario, you're listening to this and you say, I live alone and I have nobody in my life to do that with. Talk out loud to God. Talk out loud to the Lord. Share with Him what's on your mind. Speak it out loud and, and, and release those things to Him. Because how you are feeling is an important part of who you are and, and what you're going through. And it really will affect your body. It'll affect your physical health as well as your emotional, mental, and spiritual health. So stay in tune to those important emotions. Number three, sleep well. Psalm 127.2 has always been one of my favorite verses, especially in times that I was struggling with sleep. I've been through some seasons of insomnia in my life. You guys have heard me talk about how I've battled through depression and anxiety in different seasons of my life. And one of the components that comes with, with heightened anxiety specifically is an inability to sleep well. Psalm 127.2 was something that I prayed over myself every night, you know, and it says this, God gives sleep to those he loves. God grants sleep to those he loves. He loves you. Pray that over yourself when you're unable to sleep. Lord, give me sleep. Grant me sleep. You love me, God, and I trust in you to sleep well. All those thoughts swirling around in your mind, sometimes it helps to write them down. Get that journal back out a third time and start writing down what is holding you back from sleep. What is what is occupying your mind? The other thing is is important to practice sleep hygiene strategies, you know? Um, I think a lot of times we take for granted the power of sleep hygiene. So let me just talk you through some ways to improve your sleep hygiene. First of all, limit your naps. I mean, I know sleep schedules can be crazy right now, especially when you don't have a schedule. You're not going to work. You can kind of do whatever you want when you want. You feel like taking a nap, you take it. You feel like staying up till three in the morning, you do. But this can actually really impact your circadian rhythms. It can really impact your sleep hormones and when your body knows it's time to shut down versus when it thinks it's time to stay awake. So limit your nap times to a max of 20 to 30 minutes a day and then make sure you wake up and stick to the same schedule of going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time because then your body gets into that rhythm. If you're drinking too much caffeine, Think about cutting back. Exercise is also helpful to get you to get all those hormones going, the, the good hormones, and, and get your body feeling tired when it's time to go to bed. Um, I also think it's important to make sure that during the day you're you're going out and seeing the sunshine because that also helps your circadian rhythm and gives you adequate amount of sunlight so your body recognizes, oh, okay, this is when it's time to be awake. Well, then later on, it's time to sleep. Otherwise, when you're in darkness all day, your body doesn't recognize the difference of time to wake versus time to sleep. Another thing you can do is make sure that you're establishing a regular bedtime routine. I was avid about this when I was in college. Um, I, I had to turn down the lights at a certain time. I remember listening to relaxing music 
probably about an hour before bed, I would start this routine. I'd always take a hot shower or a hot bath, something to just relax me. I, I remember using aromatherapy. There were certain scents. Um, vanilla lavender is one that I used often to kind of just help calm my body down. It's almost like every time my body smelled that certain scent, it knew it was time to just start relaxing. And it's funny because I did it for so long. It was It was my last year of college, my senior year. And I did it for so long that if I smell vanilla lavender today, it'll actually like bring back that feeling like, oh, time to relax, time to get ready for bed. Sleep hygiene can really be helpful. Maybe reading books before bed, just like to help you doze off. When I was really struggling with insomnia, I remember waking up and just deciding to pray myself to sleep. You know, some people feel guilty about falling asleep when they pray. I don't feel guilty about it. You know how I see it? I see it as I am falling asleep in the presence of God. It's like He's holding me as I'm praying. And if I fall asleep in His presence, then that is the best place to be. So a lot of times when I couldn't sleep, I would literally just pray as long as I could, using that time for something productive, just praying until I did fall asleep. And then I would tell myself, if if I don't fall asleep, then that's okay because I'm in God's presence. I'm accomplishing His will. I'm connecting to His heart. I'm praying for people. So practice sleep hygiene. Another thing that people suggest that has worked for me as well is melatonin. It's a natural supplement that's over the counter that can really, really help with sleep. If if you don't want to take anything, you know, really potent, like any prescribed medication, I would definitely suggest you try melatonin, sleep hygiene, all of these different things, and prayer, and 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 just ask God to give you sleep. Something else I want to mention to you that I just started using recently is called the Abide app, and I have mentioned it before, but basically it's an app that just has music and then meditations that are rooted in God's word. And and there are specific ones for every topic. There's everything from dealing with a miscarriage to dealing with anxiety to um, meditations about love and relationships, all the way to meditations to help you sleep. And so I, I love those meditations and I have really been enjoying the Abide app. I really, really have. You know, guys, I, w- I would never shout out to something that I'm not actually enjoying and that I haven't actually tried. And so the Abide app has been really helpful. I'm going to leave a, a more formal shout out to the Abide app at the end. But if you go to abide.co slash love, A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash L O-V-E, abide.co slash love. That's where you can download the Abide app and um, start meditating on God's word and God's truths and, and use that to help you sleep. So there's something for you to do practically to clear your mind at the end of the night. Number four, don't isolate yourself, okay? I get it. This is social distancing, we, we need to stay away from each other on one hand, and it's easy to feel isolated because of that. But just because you need to stay away from each other physically does not mean that you should stay away from each other emotionally. You know, the gift of technology has allowed us to connect with people from all over the world. Are you taking advantage of that? 
Are you connecting with people on a regular basis? How many phone calls are you making a day? How many FaceTime calls are you making a day? Who are you connecting with? Because you need to connect with people. And I know there's people out there who say to me, I don't want to feel needy. I don't want to be that person. You know, everybody's got something to do or they have their families or this or that. But here's the thing. We are all needy in some way because we're created for relationships. We are made to need relationships. And if you're single, especially, do not be ashamed of that need. Embrace that need and feed it in healthy ways because if you don't feed that need for relationships in a healthy, God-honoring way, it will end up getting fed in unhealthy ways that do not honor God. You know, that's one of the main ways that people end up having a pornography addiction or a sex addiction or a food addiction or an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction. Most addictions are rooted in a need to connect and we end up connecting to things that are unhealthy and not good for us to deal with those emotions. So focus on connecting in healthy ways. Build time for phone calls. Build time for texting. FaceTime. Make it a part of your daily routine. Last night at 11.40 p.m., I called my 92-year-old grandma on FaceTime, and she was wide awake, people. She is a night owl, and she was wide awake. And we literally chatted for half an hour, you know, through the night. And it was just, it's so special to be able to do that. You know, things that you might not normally do, now that you have the time, make sure that you're connecting with people, especially if you're living alone. Don't let one day go by without connecting with at least one. Number five, get your physical activity in, okay? This is important. We talk about the body-mind connection, and and the body-mind connection shows us that Our dopamine and serotonin, all those feel-good chemicals in your body, actually increase when you are active. In fact, you know, in counseling, we we recommend, we often recommend um, antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications for people who are chronically struggling with depression and anxiety. And I am all about those medications. I have taken them before. I talked to you guys about my journey with anxiety and depression, and let me tell you, I am not ashamed of medication. It is God's gift to man. But there's always people who come in and they truly want to do things naturally. That's their goal. They want to start with the natural before they go to medication. So what's the number one thing counselors and psychologists recommend when people want to attack their depression and anxiety? in a natural way, the number one thing we recommend is physical activity because it increases, naturally increases your dopamine and your serotonin. So make time for physical activity, especially during this stressful season. Like this is the time to actually be deliberate. If you're not a natural exerciser, it's not your thing. You don't run, you don't walk, you don't exercise. This is the time to make time for it because the the natural stress of our country, the universal stress that everybody is feeling right now is really impacting all of us, whether we're prone to anxiety or not. It's kind of like this cloud of anxiety, that this fog that's kind of hovering over everybody right now with the stock market, finances, food, the virus. I mean, there's so many different things that we're taking in without even realizing it. 
Make time for daily walks, make time for runs, or even a YouTube video workout where you're, where you're just focusing on getting your heart rate up and keeping your body active because it's important to your mental and emotional health. I actually just ordered, uh, last week I ordered this bracelet pedometer. You might've seen it in my Insta stories. I've been trying to get my walking in. Every day I'm trying to get in 10,000 steps. And it's funny because when you're home all day, you really have to be deliberate about getting in your steps. So this pedometer has really been helping me to kind of gauge how active I'm being. And for those of you who already have iWatches, there you go. That's it's a There's a built-in pedometer. For those of you who have iPhones... You know, when you're carrying your iPhone around, if you're going on a walk, for example, it naturally tracks your steps in the fitness app that's already built into your iPhone. So look into that. See how many steps you're taking. See how active you're being and push yourself to the next level of being physically active because you're increasing your dopamine. You're increasing your serotonin. You're increasing all those feel-good chemicals. And it's bound to make a difference in your mental and emotional health. We are going to continue the next five points in tomorrow's episode of the Love and Relationships Quarantine Podcast Episodes. Take care. Friends, I just want to take a minute here to ask you a quick question. What is the first thing you do when you wake up or before you go to bed? For most of us, the unfortunate answer is we pick up our phone and scroll through social media. But what if there was a way to get more of God's word into our hearts and minds at the beginning and end of each day? I'm excited to tell you about an app that I've been using at the end of each day called Abide. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app, and it's an incredible way to get God's truth into your life. Meditation is proven to be one of the most powerful ways to relax, and to pair it with God's Word makes it so much more meaningful. John and I were listening to the meditations together the other night, and the mix of music plus scripture plus solid teaching was the perfect way to relax at the end of the day. There's meditations for every topic, from reducing anxiety, to dealing with loneliness, to addiction and recovery and forgiveness, and everything in between. There's even meditations for children. I love it so much, I can't even tell you. So guys, I really encourage you to go check out the app today at abide.co slash love. And when you love it, because I know you will, for a limited time, my listeners get 25% off of a premium subscription. Trust me, it's affordable and totally worth the investment. So go to abide.co, that's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash love. You're going to love it. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. It was so fun to chat with you about love and relationships no matter what your relationship status, if you're looking to go deeper with healthy relationships, I invite you to check out my books, True Love Dates, Choosing Marriage, or my brand new book, Love in Every Season. You can find out more information about those as well as hundreds of articles and in-depth courses over at my blog, truelovedates.com. I love connecting with you. So please find me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. 
If you have a love and relationship question on your mind, reach out to me at truelovedates.com slash love and relationships. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us your five-star review because it makes all the difference in getting the word out. I'm Deborah Faleta, and it was so great being together again today, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 